I'm Athena Silver. I'm Anya River. And we are the Rebel Crow. Athena is a professional psychic medium and tarot reader, among other things. Anya is a tarot reader and an astrologer, among other things. We are so excited to invite you to check out our weekly podcast, where we have fun talking about magic, tarot, mythology, astrology, and everything witchy. Find us on YouTube and on all major podcasting platforms at the Rebel Crow Psychic Show. Um, we put out a podcast episode weekly. Um, you can find more information at rebelcrowpsychicshow.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Rebel Crow Psychic Show, Season 2, with your host, Adina Silver. I have a awesome returning special guest one of our homegirls the podcast the wonderful erica buena flor so stick with us and we'll be right back let's get into it we're talking to erica buena flor the curandera the teacher the spiritual person, one of my favorite authors of all time. We're talking to her about her latest book, Animal Medicine, a curanderismo guide to shape-shifting, journeying, and connecting with animal allies. It has been a fantastic read. Um, we're going to get into talking to her, but I just wanted to say hi first. So hi, Erica. Welcome back to the show. Hi, Athena. Thank you for having me. <laughs> So I wanted to ask you as well, um, when you are going through this book, when you are doing the journeys, if you come across an animal, um, have you ever been like rejected by an animal or told like, oh, nice to meet you, but I'm not yours? <laughs> um, can you speak a little bit about that? You know, um, I don't know if I've, I've had an experience where I got very upset and at, a, at, a, at an ant. I felt because I had experiences with ants where initially I had one experience where I was, I, you know, my friends, we were out and we were practicing this, this experiment where all night, nobody said anything. And it was, oh, wow. we, were, we were practicing telepathy. Right. And I remember there was one instance where I said I was thirsty. Somebody bought me water and it was just really, really cool. Right. It was an amazing experience. And then I fell asleep under a tree and I was next to one of my friends and, um, and I wake up and I see ants huge red ants and like crawling all over his hair, Ooh. all over his face, all over his body. And I think to myself, if he's covered in red ants, I'm right next to him. So am I. Oh no. So I, <laughs> I broke it and I started shaking and I'm just like, ah, you know, and then, and he, and he looked at me, he was like a little bit like disappointed. He's like, he's like, Erica, relax. This was a long time ago. This was like over like 20 years ago. He's like, they're help. They're clearing you. They're clearing you. If they wanted to do something to you, they would have done it while you were sleeping. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. And, and so it's not about coming from a place of fear. It's about coming from a place of acceptance. Yeah, I know. And, and he was absolutely right. Because, I mean, I was like covered in ants and they did nothing to me. And even when I was shaking them off, they weren't, they didn't do anything. And so I had that. And then, but then I have ants when I, in my place in, in the Yucatan in Isamal, they're about, about as, they're about yay big. I mean, they're, they're, they're big. They're big. big they, are mean. <laughs> they are mean. They are mean. So I had this agreement with them that I was like, you know, cause I was like working with them. I was doing limpias with people too. And I said, okay guys, you know, let, let me have this space and I'll let you have your space. Let's just be peaceful with one another. 
And the ants were like, no, we're going to go over into your space too. So um, I had to spray with like ant spray. I was like, okay, I'm not having that. So I've had that experience where I was like, they were just like, we don't care. Like they were just nasty. Absolutely. Bullies. I I asked because I had um, Astro Journey years ago and I was looking for an animal spirit that is supposed to be, you know, my co-essence essentially. And I kept seeing this really mean looking dog. Like he just looked at me and was like, I don't like the way you look. I don't like your style. I don't like your attitude. And I'm like asking him, like, are you, are you the, the ones who's supposed to work with me? And he keep walking. So I kept walking and I found another really nice dog. And it turns out the dog and I were bonded and all of that. And I asked that dog about the other dog, the mean dog. And he said, oh, don't worry about him. Nobody likes him. <laughs> so I was, so when I was uh, reading your book, again, I was thinking about these animals and about all of the different um, sim- symbolism that you have in the book when meeting these animals in dream states and in, in journey states and even in, in our waking state. Uh, it was making me think about all the times I've encountered animals. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. They all have very different personalities, you know? Oh, yeah. (laughs) But you definitely touch on a lot of the the animals with power. Um, You have a good, diverse amount of animals in the animals that that you work with specifically, any that you're willing to talk about, because I know that this is very personal, um, especially because they give you spiritual gifts and healing and and um, a lot of times they can be family members and guides. <laughs> um, I've worked a lot actually with the, uh, with the feathered serpent. Interesting. Yeah. I like dragons a lot too. You know, I like, I like dragons. I like serpents and, and, um, and I, I love birds. I'm a bird person. Me too. <laughs> I love, love birds. You know, I love to, to fly and the birds are always coming to me and, um, and I, and I also, I mean, I also like uh, lizards too. I mean, I know that they have a bad rap because of the whole reptilian thing, but actually I, I've, I've made friends with like lizards, you know, like they're cool <laughs> with me. They're cool with me. I'm cool with them. So it's, um, and it's like, they've been very, they're very friendly with me. They're very yeah. Me. Um, so I like, you know, the whole animal, like they're, they're also, you know, reptilian like background too, you know, and, and how they shaped and how they, I like the transformation. I like that because I always feel like when working with clients, they're very helpful because my, my clients usually come to me in stages of different stages of transformation and change. Yes. So there's, there's like birds or like serpents are a big one too, feathered serpents, depending on what's needed. That's a big one that I, that I work with too. And then I always work with um, different animals come to me depending on who I'm working with as well. Now, when you say you work with them, do you go to them intentionally to seek out a relationship? Or is it one of those things where they just make their presence known randomly to you, either in your waking state, your dream state, or otherwise? Or is it more of uh, you're looking to work with a certain medicine, a certain energy? Most of the time, it's something that it just we just find each other, I feel. Mm-hmm. You know, the, there was – and one time in specific um, – I remember I was, I, I kept having dreams. I had just been to Chichen Itza. My first time I went to Chichen Itza 
And I just was at awe, like all the beautiful, like feathered serpent, the, oh, the artwork. I was just in love with it. And then, and then I was seeing a lot too, when I was going into town too. And I was down in Tulum and I was just looking at everything. And, um, and, you know, I went back and I, I had just this image of this feathered serpent. And then just randomly, there was this gentleman who actually carved, because I like wood too. I like woodwork too. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a big thing too. I like woodwork and the, the connection with ether and intention. And he, he had like this beautiful necklace with like carved in wood of a feathered serpent. Wow. Meditation with this feathered serpent image. And it was like, he was one of the first, and he, he didn't have like a lot of things. He wasn't selling a lot of things. And he kind of like approached me and he's like, I think this is for you. You know, I mean, he didn't give it to me for free. I bought it, but you know, it was yes, like, but, but he knew like, that he saw your energy in the connection. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's, that's typically how the divine and spirits work. They, they push the right people in front of us to, to make that message known and to help us, you know, fulfill what we need to fulfill and or learn and gain what we need to gain. So, I, you know, I have seen people get used in interesting ways like that, too. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, I would love to know, are you going to be writing another book? Is there another book that you've got in the chamber? <laughs> yes. Yes, I, I am. I'm working um, on ancestral veneration practices. Oh, that's my favorite topic in the whole wide world. I cannot wait to read that book. <laughs> um, for me, uh, I feel like there is no better person to, to approach that topic other than you, um, especially yeah. because you bring such an academic side to it and such a deep spiritual side to it. You know, every time I read one of your books, like I can almost see you writing it, you know, and seeing like the gears turning and you're sitting there making those connections. And it it really, it's a joy to read your books, especially when you give us such good tools that we can apply for ourselves, you know. Um, Again, I tell I recommend your first book all the time. If anybody doesn't know, you know I love that book. <laughs> um, her Punching Right of Curanderismo is my favorite book, hands down. Um, oh. Not even favorite one of your books, but favorite book in general. <laughs> Aww, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I have it in like a place of prominence where it's like I can grab it as I need it. <laughs> <laughs> But it's just, it's so nice to see that you bring such a, like a different style to your writing between, you're not like stuck in one spot where you're only writing about, you know, animals or you're only writing about spirits. Like you really touch on like the whole gamut and it's, it's really nice to be able to, to read your work and somebody who takes such pride in their work, you know, and it's so well-researched. Thank you. I, well, you know, like I said, it's, that's, that's actually was very common, you know, in indigenous traditions. It's not, it wasn't something that was uncommon. Like you study, that was also like a big part of the practice. You know, it was constant, you were constantly learning. You were constantly being the student learning and you were the more diverse. And at the same time, you use your diversity, but you also learn how to specialize that diversity as well. Absolutely. It definitely, it comes across. And I, I noticed it helps you to figure out like the more you read, the more you look into everything, the more it carves at your path and where you belong, 
you know, you've got to see what you like and what you don't like, because there's plenty out there that I'm like, not for me, maybe for somebody <laughs> else. <laughs> but it's nice when you find um, an author, find a, a teacher, find somebody who can bring such a diverse, eclectic, you know, practice into view and make it bite-sized and understandable, because you're right, you're, you're boiling down like hundreds of years of people's lifetimes devoted to these practices. So they're like more as up there with like medical arts and the sciences versus um, folklore. And, you know, it's, it's something it's, it's question, you know, whatever, however it's called, however it's approached, it's just a, let's approach it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's what I say. It's like, let's just make sure that we keep these traditions alive that way. You know, they don't escape us and they're not something in just, in just academic circles. You know, that they continue to be accessible. They continue, that people know that they have access to this history, these traditions, and they're continuing to pass on. And we still utilize them in a way that makes sense to us too. And we still at least know these traditions because they're they're still very much accessible and beautiful. You know, knowing how to work like the some different symbolic meanings and the different way that they work with different kinds of animals and understanding that and how they come into our lives and cross over into our lives. Now, I want to make a personal request for a book just for me. I would like a gardening herbal book from you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I would love to read. If, if you're taking requests. <laughs> but I just, I really, I really enjoyed reading this book. It, to everybody, please get a copy of this book. It is so worth it, especially for beginners, especially if you have very vivid dreams. Because I've noticed that a lot of these meanings for animals translate to the dream realm as well. Um, and a lot of these ideas, they, they cross over the boundaries into different practices, different traditions. So it's, it's very, it's a good book for people who are just trying to get immersed, as well as anybody um, from the diaspora. I mean, you really do a lot for people of mixed ancestry, the English speaking community of, of uh, Latinx people who are outside of their home country, you know, you give them that tie back to their culture. And it's, it's really important work. So you know, I really I thank you for putting your heart and soul into it. It, it doesn't get lost over here at Rebel Crow Psychic Show, believe me. <laughs> thank you, Athena. Thank you. So I just want to give you a quick couple of minutes to talk about what you've got going on coming up and what we can expect from you. Cause I know you always have something going on. Yeah. So in August, uh, October, November, I'm going to be doing uh, workshops, animal medicine workshops. So I actually do have, it's still available. You can go, if you go to realizeyourbliss.com on the um, under books for book release celebration of animal medicine, you can see a little bit about like, like just get a little taste of what to expect also for the book and also for the workshops as well. Um, but the first one in August, which is going to be mid August, um, I'll tell you the date in a second. So it's going to be basically working with our animal coessence essences and our animal guides and how just different ways of how to court them and work with them. So that's going to be the 15th of August. Um, and beginning to develop that communication, that symbolic communication, understanding, and also continue to develop our intuition as well. And understanding energy surges to understand 
that way of further connecting um, with animals. And then the second one for October, it's going to be work going with the animals into the non-ordinary realms because there's different gifts and medicines and soul retrieval work and understanding that we can go into these non-ordinary realms and work with animals. So as first as like, let's meet, meet like a meet and greet of animals. And the next one is the non-ordinary realms and going into these spaces. And then the third one is going further and building our soul animating energies to pr- do engage in uh, magical and shape-shifting practices with animals. I definitely could see where uh, soul retrieval ties in with the shape-shifting uh, material. I was thinking that I was, as I was reading your book, I'm like, oh, I wonder if you could use it this way. <laughs> Which is beautiful because it shows you how diverse and vast this type of material is, you know, this type of journeying and shape-shifting. Like, it, it really goes into a lot of different areas. Yes, yes, absolutely. And especially going into the non-ordinary realms and working with that as well. You know, like, and like, like in order to shape-shift, it's a good idea to get Thonali, you know, because that's like a a little bit of not a prerequisite, but to do it in a more balanced way. So can you, get, can you explain that a little bit? So the tonali is very much like it regulates our, our energy levels. It regulates because um, if we have a lot of trauma in our lives, we will be experiencing a lot of lethargia. We'll, we, we will be tired. We will have mood swings. There's all, like ups and downs. Just mm-hmm. as there's not a balanced flow. Right. When we do a lot of soul retrieval work, which is what we're going to do in the second class in October, um, work that's going to be a part of it, too. We're going to actually be redoing the soul retrieval series um, later on this year, next year. Um, Can't anyway, wait. <laughs> yeah. So um, a big part of that is getting our soul pieces back because that tonali is being able to manifest, being able to regulate our energies, being able to be in balance with our flow and our flow of energy. So that's, that's a big thing. Like it's not necessary to have all your soul pieces back to do um, like shape-shifting practices, but it's very well, that's helpful. That's good to know. It's that's very, good to very know. helpful. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense why it would be, especially when you're doing the high level types of shape-shifting because that does require a lot of energy and a lot of like placing that energy intentionally. Like if you if you have blockages in your energy centers, if you're like even physically sick or not feeling good, it makes it that much harder to do. Yeah. Cause I, I read in, in, in some of the um, stories that like some of the people were not able to, when they did bilocation, they, when they were their animal journeying, they would actually in their physical body, they would actually pass out and they may have had the will to like go in that animal, but I don't know if maybe they were, the tonali wasn't there. Maybe the soul pieces weren't back. So they, like they could jumpstart it, but they couldn't keep yeah. it going and be yeah, conscious. Yeah, it wasn't balanced. It was, and they weren't able to stay conscious with it. So the more animating, that's a lot of the things that it, it's, it's how they show the pictures and they talk a little bit about that. You know, in some of the codices, it's more of the, um, the iconography there that show you that you need those animating energies. Sometimes yeah. they pull it from other people, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, I was aware of that, (laughs) but it's glad that, you know, it's not really out there to know how, but if you know, you know, (laughs) Um, I was really impressed about like the way that you were able to put it into context when it comes to like the feelings of 
shape-shifting because I've never really heard it broken down in such a way of how you physically perceive it and, and when you know you're going into the different stages, you know. Um, I've always heard you're in it or you're not. So it's nice to see that there's different levels to being in it because because when you're experiencing, that's how it feels. Yeah, yeah, you'll definitely start feeling the phantom limbs. You'll, I mean, you, you feel the freedom too. You feel yeah. the exhilaration when you're flying, when you're journeying, when you're running, when you're, you know, swimming, when you're, you know, whatever that is, whatever that experiences of that animal that gives us more breath in life, more experiences, more ability to experience life in many different kinds of ways. And that in itself can be incredibly liberating and healing for us. And also animals have amazing immune systems too. So that can also, we can also tap into an animal too, to boost our immune system as well and heal ourselves in that way as well. Our physiological body. Oh, I'm going to have to use that a try. Um, <laughs> I noticed when I did the joining with the hawk, I am terrified of heights. Like I can't even get on a step stool or a ladder without feeling like vertigo and anxious. But when I joined with the hawk, I was so far up and I, I felt like, like free, like I didn't feel that constraint of the anxiety or the fear there. I noticed that I may have been feeling the hawk's emotions because um, they didn't feel like they fully belonged to me. It was it was kind of bizarre. <laughs> well, I mean, that's good. They gave you I mean, they they, they let you stay in the body. You know, they oh, I got kicked out that. after a little while. Oh, <laughs> They gave me a good like 15 minutes and they're like, okay, get out. <laughs> but you know what? I think I may have overstayed my welcome and deserved it. So it was, it was mutual at that point. <laughs> but it, it was just, it was really cool the way that, um, that you include those journeys and, and those guided suggestions because it, it takes your book from being a book to being a spiritual teaching and, Again, for English speakers, that's, that's huge because we, a lot of us feel like we miss out on cultural context when books are only written in Spanish or written in an indigenous language that, you know, English speakers are kind of boxed into not understanding. So, you know, I love it. Absolutely love it. <laughs> Every, in all the descriptions of the animals, you know, and I, I try to make it like very accessible in the sense like the beginning, it has the mythologies, the stories, and then it tells you what are the spiritual and shape-shifting medicine, the gifts, like what you tap it, when you tap into, and it could be something like, you know, just your initial, just trying to meditate and connect with them and feeling yourself become that animal that every time you connect with it, we connect with it. We start building that gift when it's like, for example, I, I gave one um, at a few days ago of, of a squirrel of being courageous, of being a fearlessness, right? Um, or, or being also like a jaguar. Like if you want to like something like courage or you want to be stealthy or, um, you know, working with the coyote or art, like something, something like that you allow yourself just to meditate and become that and feel that. And then also like underneath that, I have the symbolic meanings. So in case you see them in a, in a dream or you see them walking by or you see them in your meditation or somebody comes and gives you something that's like, oh, you need to have this. And it's something of this animal. 
So there's different ways of, of using animal medicines and different ways we connect with animal medicine. So I try to be like very, you know, like the first, the first part of it is just like, okay, these are the different realms that we can find them in. These are the shape-shifting. These are the ways we can communicate with them. And then when I describe the animals, I bring all those things together with, it, with each animal. Now, I'm guessing you, you, co uh, you join with squirrels when you're busy because you have squirrel energy. <laughs> <laughs> like creative busyness, like got to do it, got to do it. <laughs> you know, it's very funny because I, I actually had a squirrel not too long ago come and give me an apple, share an apple oh. with <laughs> and, and, and it was funny because somebody mentioned it. it's like, that's really interesting because squirrels are, are stingy. <laughs> See, they, live, they leave me peanuts, circus peanuts everywhere. I don't know where they're getting them. It's been a, a ongoing mystery in my house, like where these peanuts are coming from. <laughs> but the squirrels, they hide them in all my garden and stuff. I'm constantly picking up peanuts. <laughs> but anyway, Erica, it was wonderful talking to you again and really for your next book you better come back on here and talk to us because it's been such a pleasure for anybody who would like to reach out to you how do they get a hold of you so they can go to realizeyourbliss.com and then i have a contact section there they can contact me um and you know they can just peruse i have an about me page with like various you know about me like if they want to watch videos there's online linkias I have a lot of resource there, resources there on the website. Absolutely. And can you give us a quick rundown of your Instagram and your uh, your social media handles so we can all follow you and keep in touch yeah. with you? So um, for IG, um, it's erica.buenaflor-curandera. Uh, That's C-U-R-A-N-D-E-R-A. And then TikTok, it's Erica Buenaflor, and that's with the K, E-R-I-K-A, Buenaflor, and then it's dot curandera. And then uh, I've been loving your TikTok, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing you yeah. making herbal remedies in your kitchen has been really fun. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> so for all of you back at home, I'm your host, Athena Silver. I'm a professional psychic medium, an intuitive healer, and a witch. Um, my website is readingswithathenasilver.com. Um, if anybody would like to have a private reading with me, I specialize in tarot and mediumship reading. Um, all of my information is on the website. My Instagram is at athena.silver. My TikTok is at athena underscore silver. And my Facebook is readingswithathenasilver. We hope you enjoyed this awesome interview with one of our favorite authors here at Rebel Crow, Erica Buenaflor, and we cannot wait to read your next book and the book after that and the book after that. <laughs> so um, we hope you guys had a great time and we'll catch you back, not next week, but the week after that. Have a great one, everyone.